This is the Self-Help Place podcast, the show that provides real self-help for everyone. Created and hosted by Dan Dyson. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Self-Help Place official podcast. Welcome to episode three and today we're going to be talking about people, uh, like the experiences of different people um, who are trying to manage things like mental health and just living their lives. So we have our first guest on the show today. It's a friend of mine, Dave Norris. Dave, how are you doing? You good? I'm very good, even Ex- in these weird times. <laughs> yeah. I'm very good. Very yeah. weird. No, I I actually am very good. It's um it's interesting. And I'm I'm very lucky. So I'm I'm very, very aware of that. But um, yeah, no, I'm I'm doing good. How are you doing? How are you? Yeah, I'm. I am good. I'm very much looking forward to this podcast today. It's going to be um, very interesting discussion. Me and Dave have been talking about a lot about this situation and just um, a lot about mental health recently. So of course, it's good to have you on the show, Dave, because then we can um, really get some points across. I think. So the first thing I want to talk about is tell me a bit about yourself, Dave. What you what do you want to bring to um, to light today, and what is it you want to want to talk about? Hmm. No, that's a question. No, that's a question. Um, I, I'll go with um. I, I'll go with what I define myself as, which is, I think, I think a nice little thing to talk about. Anyway, um, I would define myself as someone who is like a musician, and I sound so lefty, hippy dippy. Is how do you define yourself? But um, no, I'm a, I'm a musician. I play guitar and I sing. Um, I write my own music. I do function stuff. I've been. I am in tribute acts as well. I've done all sorts. I've been on the ships. Me and you. Me and you, Dan, have obviously talked about because you're also on the ships, and yeah. I've I've spent a lot of time living abroad when I was um, doing sound stuff, like being a sound technician. Um, and yeah, that's that's the really the long and short of it, really. Um, mostly music and live event based. the the first The first thing I would kind of say is this is this is something I've been thinking about a lot as well recently. Um, is the, the the meaning there is no definite meaning in a life right and right. like i i would i would argue there's, there's no absolute truth right but but i am and i've i've written this down i i would class myself as what you would call like an existential ex- existential nihilist right gotcha so obviously that's that's niche stuff I, th- I think that's how you say surname i've heard it said so many different ways yeah um <laughs> but 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 basically the the principle the long and short of it is kind of nothing matters we're not here for a purpose necessarily like i'm i'm not religious and i don't think we're here for a particular purpose we were we're here by accident right, right. so what what you can and, and for, for, let me start by saying that for a long time i struggled with in the sense that i was like oh my god nothing everything's meaningless nothing right. means anything and why should i bother but but that was me looking at it completely the wrong way. Because you can choose to look at it as, God, nothing matters. That is then extremely, extremely liberating. And you can just go and do whatever you like. When you know the rules, that there are no definites. There There is no rule book. There's no way to, to you know... I don't even know what I'm trying to say anymore, but, but, but basically <laughs> I know you don't saying, need yeah. to view it, right? There's no, you don't need to view it as this negative, you know, spinning through the cosmos endlessly. It's, it's more of, well, there's a, there's a vacuum in your life, right? There's an empty yes. space, mm-hmm. but you, you can then choose what you fill that with. Yeah. 
right? Yeah. So, so like recently in my life, I decided to kind of take a job. I wasn't sure about the job. I ended up really enjoying it. But the reason for taking that job is to actually provide a bit of security for myself so I can then go and pursue what I wanted to pursue. Right. Which okay. ultimately was writing music. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And 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 that was a really interesting thing because I I I'm really good at running away. I've spent the last few years running away. You know, it's like oh, go work abroad and live on a beach. I'm like, sign me the, I'm f- sign me up. I'm there. Right. Just as soon as things kind of get hard, I was like, yeah, let's go. Let's go and have some fun. Yeah. But recently, it's been well. Hang on, that's all good for 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 the here and now. Mm-hmm. But thinking kind of a bit long term, is that really what you want? Is that fulfilling? Is that how you want to define yourself? And the ultimate answer was no, it's not. And what I what I wanted was some where I am secure in my own life. Now that requires a bit of sacrifice. So I had to sit down and go, what am I willing to sacrifice and what am I not? Right. And one of the things I wasn't willing to sacrifice was music. I had to do it. But to do music in the way I do it, you kind of need an income. Yep. So so it was like, you know, I sacrificed a bit of, not myself necessarily, but a bit of what I truly wanted as a means to start working towards to what I truly want. But gotcha. then while that's happened, I've really enjoyed the process. Yeah, I so, mean... What interests me about what you're telling me so far is that it all started with that 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 nihilism um, that you've been talking about. That oh, nothing matters. What I like is how smart you've been about it. You've been cons- you've started with that kind of oh, nothing matters, and then you've kind of changed it. You change your perspective. So this the change of perspective is what started this all for you. Going on, hang on, I can either view this as um, nothing matters. It does and, and fall into that sadness of that but what you chose to do was turn it on its head go actually nothing matters i can do whatever i like it was that liberating and that and what you did with that is you started constructing the life that you wanted and i can tell you know you're saying about like you wanted to do music and you were thinking ways of doing that like you you've turned it because there's so many people i've i've know um have that nihil- have like a nihilistic view um, but have turned it in the wrong way. Like you said, it's that you realize you saw it in the totally wrong way, but instead you've used it as a tool to construct a life you wanted. So that was what was the first thing I noticed about that, which is great. Yeah. I mean, it, for me, it's, that's, that is really important. And, and it stems from a few different things. So even in my job, right, my, my job can sometimes be quite stressful. So I'm, I'm sales, right? And yeah. you can get mad about things that aren't necessarily in your control. Yeah. So, um, for example, you get a bad customer, right? Yeah. But I can't control that. Gotcha. What I can control is the way I receive what's being said. Because this person may not be entirely aware of how it is being received. So I can either go with it and get myself wound up, or I can kind of go... Take two secs, just think about it and move forward in like an intelligent way. Yes. Because yeah. you may not get what you want, but the but the mental, firstly, practice you get from that, that can be used later on. That's something that's like, if something else was bad was to happen to me, I am not unprepared. I have some preparation, right? Exactly, yeah. Or secondly, you'll... you'll 
you will achieve something you never thought you could. So if that customer comes in, right, shouting, and then you're calm, I, I've I found that if you just be quiet and look them in the eye, let them get out what they kind of need to get out, and then not, I don't say it like this, but it's something along the lines of like, so are you done? Can we have a proper conversation now that the kind of bullshit's out of the way? Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then I just because I I stand up and I I look them in the eye and I go, okay. As soon as I done, I go, come take a seat. Let's talk about it. <laughs> That's it. That's all I do. Yeah. And so one of one of two things will happen. They'll either sit down and they're really and they they apologize nine times out of ten, or they'll storm off. Either way, win win. Yeah, so you effectively neutralize that situation. You know, you realize that, you know, it's conflict management. And I think this is a very, very big topic. And of course, it's very easy to respond and take things very personally. You know, if someone comes up to you and effing and jeffing and uh, just generally just, you know, not being in a good state of mind, um, it's very easy to let yourself. And it's the key word there is letting yourself, you know, taking take that personally and lose control of the situation and of course that brings about fear and anger and then you go home feeling pretty terrible of yourself but like you said if you have that sense of control and you have that power behind you to not let those words affect you and go right okay you know having that systematic approach like you can you can like saying to that person right you can either come at me with what you're doing and get nowhere or you you know get it out you've got it out your system now let's sit down let's talk about it and you'll find that once you neutralize a situation they suddenly lose that, they lose the, um, what am I trying to say? They lose that kind of power to keep going. Like they suddenly go, oh, this isn't working and I feel a bit silly about this now. So they either apologize or as you said, leaves. But either way, you have, re- you have like kind of retained your control of the situation. And I guess you've gone away feeling good about that. And I've realized that what people really need is to be listened to and acknowledged. And if, you know, they, they could have come, they've had a really hard morning, um, they're really annoyed about the situation and of course, you know, they've not handled it in the best way and they, they've gone and, you know, argued with you or come in shouting or, um, you know, swearing at you or something and you just go, okay, that's fine. I appreciate it, but let's sit down and talk about and solve the problem. I think at the end of the day, everyone just wants to be listened to and even if they're, you know, they're not, they're not great or they just want to shout and then just leave. Like you said, you've got that control, you've retained that coolness and I think that's what you can take away from that. Absolutely. And every every time, so two things I kind of want to say from that is like, I'm not not suggesting that I do this every time. I definitely do not. Right. Sometimes I do sink or come to meet their level and that's not productive, right? But every time that I don't do that and every time I take it to a healthy place, it's like a rep for your brain, right? It's like, it's like doing a bicep curl for your arms. It's like you've done it once. It's not a. It's not a. a, a speci- it's not a. Um, it's not a clear cut thing. Right. But every time I do a, the the right thing, it makes me more likely to do the right thing the next time because I've practiced it. Yeah. Yeah. And then the, the other thing to always bear in mind with these people in these types of conflict when someone is so enraged and so unreasonable or whatever. They, they've built their own prison. And I think we, we kind of need to remember that people live in their own heads. You live in your own head. You experience everything through your own eyes and your own ears and through your own senses. And that is unique to every single person. Now, if this person chooses to go around parade in this sort of way, you don't need to worry about it because they are already in agony enough. 
that this is how they deal with their problems. Right. I literally, I had someone say to me, I'm going to go home and hang myself because of what I said. I work in a bloody phone shop and they got so mad at me and I was trying to be calm. I didn't, I didn't, I genuinely didn't rise to it. They said to me, I'm going to go home and hang myself. And I felt so sorry for it. It's like, wow, that's yeah. how you deal with your problems. That's how you deal with them. You, 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 I'm not the problem. You are the problem. Right. You know, yeah. like it's, it, it the, and the situation wasn't impossible. Just the outcome that had to happen, she didn't like. And it's like, well, in, in a lot of ways, you kind of have to. Now, just, just to clarify, this woman didn't appear to be socially, uh, uh, sorry, mentally unstable. Right. She was mad, but she didn't seem like the type who would then go kill herself. And I know this because she came back a week later, right? Yeah. yeah. As they usually do, because Good. believe it or not, her situation wasn't resolved, right? The only way to do it was the way I said, because in this case, I am. I work for that company, so of course I would know the process. Right, kind of, which which kind of brings me to one of the things I did want to talk about, and it's it's a really hard thing to discuss, and I really want to do this in a tactful way. Is the owning of your problems? Right. Yeah. Um, have you ever read the book um, "The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck"? Have I? Have I recommended this to you before? I I know that book very well. In fact, that's quite a very um, very popular book in um, modern self help nowadays. Actually, but yeah, go on. I've not actually read it myself. Um, actually, I, so I am. Um, I really like it. I really like it. And and there was there's one. I think it's a whole chapter where he's talking about owning your problems. Right now, you you may or may not be able to control said problems. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But either uh, and 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 they may not be your fault. That being said, they are still your responsibility to deal with. They they are not going to go away by burying your head in the sand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what's up to you then is how you're going to deal with it, or learn to live with it, or uh, don't live with it. You know, it's it's, and that's a hard thing to say because problems come from all different avenues and come in all sorts of different shapes and forms and it's hard to kind of say that across the board but i think that the power of owning your problems yes if you if you own it regardless of what it is Mm -hmm. and take responsibility for it then firstly it's going to become a smaller problem yeah because you're owning it it's not owning you yeah, mm-hmm. and then once you start doing that, it makes you want to take positive steps to affect that. Yeah, which I I think is a really powerful. I think that's a really powerful thing to kind of do. So like, um, God, I'm even trying to think of a problem I have. I have several several problems. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all? Don't we all? Um, I'm blanking here. I'm blanking here. Um, yeah, I would say yeah. Well, what I would say to that is um, it, it's basically a, a sense of responsibility. Now, I remember hearing about like, oh, take responsibility for your actions. I, As a kid, I never really understood what that really meant. I always thought as like, oh, you know, whatever, they're just, I'm just getting a telling off. But um, the, and taking responsibility seems like a heavy thing. You're like, oh no, because you think of responsibility as responsible for kids or responsible for you know, your job duties. But actually, when you think of responsibility in a personal way, if you suddenly realize that you, only you are responsible to what happens to you or how you react to it, that is the most liberating thing. And I think, as you're saying, that is step one. It's control. It's controlling your own reactions and it's controlling 
um, your part of the play. Um, and what you mentioned earlier, Dave, was actually very, very true, and it's something I truly believe in. You say because you, um, it's it's habits, it's habit building. Like the the unfor- the poor customer that you dealt with, who, um, you know, said they're going to hang herself after this conversation. That was how she saw d- escapism, dealing with the problems, and saying, "Oh, well, I'm just going to kill myself after this," because that's her way of saying that's then now I don't have to deal with the problem or its consequences. So, like you said, taking ownership of your problems. Um, that is the first step because you suddenly stop, you know, trying to blame everything else on it. And as you mentioned before, what you start, the actions and speech and thoughts you take, that turns into a habit. So you do it once, you're more inclined to do it again. And they say the very popular phrase with dieting is you are what you eat. But I also think you are what you do, say and think. You know, you you are responsible Absolutely. for your own yeah, habits yeah. and uh, abilities, really. So that's a very, very good point in conflict management, I think. Mm. And and going back to that, like own, owning problems, I kind of I kind of thought of one. Now it's not necessarily in the same vein, but it's it's something that really that I really I, I love this story about myself, and that sounds really arrogant, but I really I'm I'm quite proud of it. I think I I've told you this story before of when I was when I was on the ships. So I haven't been singing properly for that long. You know, I've always dabbled or done harmonies or whatever. Um, but it wasn't until the last few years that I really started singing. And and let me let me tell you, it was really, really hard. Um I, and I was knocked back several times. Um, even by my own girlfriend at one point. Um, you know, she was like saying to me, you know, like, you know, kind of give it up. Don't bother doing it because you're not the best. And I was just like, Ouch. fuck, like, I'm, I'm not trying to be the best. Oh, wow, yeah, man. yeah, I know. Oh, it gets worse. So that was one, but the, the one that really stung, well, that stung, but the one that really stung. Yeah. Uh, so I was on the ships, and um, so we were doing three hours a night. We did, like, 65 days in a row, mm-hmm. right? And I was meant to be, like, second singer. So we had a female singer, and I was playing guitar, and I would take over and do a few songs just to give the actual singer a break. And uh, we do our first night, and I was I was actually quite nervous. Even it, despite the amount of stage time I've had, yeah. I was still pretty nervous. There was a lot of material. It was about two hundred songs, not in the one night, but like several sets over several weeks. Right. Um, and then the first after the first gig, the first night, even the uh, the entertainment manager kind of pulls us all off, and then uh, he looks at me and he goes. Dave, I was like, yeah. He goes, you shouldn't be singing. And then he's like, oh, oh, why not? He goes, I was like, um, okay. He goes, it just wasn't very good. I was like, Phew. wow, that's um, not <laughs> Ouch. not very sensitive, that is it? Really, like you know, everyone is no, 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 no. But 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 again, it's back to saying I can't control what he said, right? And then maybe what what, what actually happened? This is when I start reading that that book the sort of not giving a fuck and and it was really helpful in the sense that i just went oh i don't really care what he what he thinks Mm -hmm. because i enjoy it just because i enjoy it yeah but then that transformed something i was like i can do this what why 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 would he tell me that firstly how could i get on the ship in the first place if i can't do if i'm useless right if i'm completely useless why would i be able to of course so so i'm not i think i know what the problem was so what i what i did was I asked our singer, I was like, look, because as you know, on the ships during the day, you've got a lot of downtime. Yeah. And then, and I said to her, 
can we do singing lessons every day? And she went, yes. I was like, great. And then the first lesson we kind of did, we did, you know, did the scales and stuff and it was fine. And then me and her were talking afterwards and she was like, there's nothing wrong with your voice, but there's everything wrong with your technique. Gotcha. Which is, which is really helpful, right? Because, because what it meant was, is like, it was a sort of way of like saying, you're not useless. There's potential, like there is potential in everyone, but the way you're going about it is wrong. Yeah. So you have to change that. So it's like, okay, so what do I need to do? And then it became like, you know, breathing, try doing this, blah, 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 all these different things. Mm -hmm. So then the entertainment manager who told me not to sing goes off the ship for a week or two and comes back in the third or fourth week. And then I say to the band, it's like, let me sing some songs. And they were like, are you sure? I was like, yeah, let's do it. Why not? I've already been, why not? I've already been told the worst thing I could already be told. Isn't that everyone's fear when singing? Yeah, oh, definitely. That someone's going to come up and say what he said, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Was he going to tell me off again? I already mm-hmm. know. <laughs> like I can't, it can't, I can't let it hurt me twice. Uh, go up, do it, and not only do I sing a lot better, am I more? It's it's more confident. There's like there's a belief, there's a belief aspect, and then I'm becoming like we've done we've done a few gigs together, yeah. right? I actually became the kind of front man that I wanted to be in the first place, which was this person that's good at getting people to sing along and get them involved, right? So you know, so I was like playing to my strengths almost, mm-hmm. and then obviously got off, did the gig, and then the entertainment manager just kind of went up to me and just went better. I was like, all right. <laughs> Man, a few words he is. That was it. <laughs> yeah, oh, he is. He's very, very short to the point. He only says things when they need to be said or he doesn't really say it. So for he, even him to say that, I've never heard him give a compliment. And I think that's the closest you'd ever get. <laughs> so, yeah. and I was like, and I was just like, I fucking did it. Yeah. What? I, I did well, it, you know? And then f- from that point on, it's just been been on the incline you know? what i like about that is that you are literally right then that was this shining example of how to deal with such like a harsh criticism because really there's no there's mm. no real excuse i mean there's no real excuse for saying something as it is in that way i mean any kind of criticism should always be constructive in my opinion because you know i mean singing itself is such a subjective thing i mean i did my first about a singing on my last contracts and it is it is scary and like there's there'll be people who love your voice there'll be people who are not as big fans but to say you shouldn't be singing is something that's just not wise to say but what you did with that isn't that a crazy thing it, to it's say it's a terrible to thing else. to say but what you but it's like that woman it's like they, they've created that in their head they, they either that's happened to them or they've created a scenario in their head where it that is their world and that's also horrible. Yeah, exactly. So, but but I'm lucky. I don't have to live in his head. I live in my head. He has to live in his head. So I can't. So I'm not going to worry about but it. What the best thing you? But what you did with that is what a lot. Because the thing is, it's very easy to just let your guard down and be crushed by that. But what you did, you took that and you gone right. Okay, you know, you you took the emotion out of it. Yeah, it hurts. You took the emotion out of it and go right. Okay. That is an opinion. However, I am going to act on that and I am going to get better. So you use that 
as a reinforcement. And I hear a lot of stories of people like I heard particularly, you know, there's, there's, um, there was a woman I read about recently who, who was overweight and then someone basically called her fat on a date or something. And not only was that the worst thing she heard, but she used that. It was, she used that as a tool to drive her forward in her own life. And the guy, the people who say these things to us have no control over us. But we can take what they say, and like you said, living in your head, you can decide to either suffer over that and give up the art, and then just give into that, or you can take control and say, you know, you know what? If there's any, if there's anything in this, let me use it to drive me to be better. So that is a shining example of to everyone listening to this, of how to deal with that kind of thing. Because we have a lot of, you know, there's a lot of people who have bosses that aren't the most constructive people. I know we've all had, you know, people of authority or bosses that are not been the wisest of all people. But again, it's it's about taking that um, and the best way you can. Of course, it's okay to suffer over it because it's, it's nasty. You know, no one wants to hear, you know, the things that they're not yeah, well, no one wants to hear an opinion like that. That that they're, they're not good. Yeah, enough. exactly. Yeah, yeah, or something like but that. But it's yeah. all about, and the, the, one of the key takeaways of this talk today is, it's about control and responsibility, and just taking that control and using it in your own circumstances, and having that control right there to use um, for your own life and for your own betterment. Really, absolutely. Um, well, yeah. Well, I just wanted to say, like, to do. With, with that as well, with like taking responsibility for that. Now, I think be careful with that advice in the same breath. Mm-hmm. Now, the the reason I kept pursue I kept pursuing the singing, it was already under my field of kind of talent. I was I've been doing music my whole life, right? Mm-hmm. Now I didn't go out and say, oh, I want to be a better footballer than than Messi. I didn't say that. I, I'm terrible at football. Right, but and and then that would be up to me to kind of say to myself, "Is this really what you should be doing?" I yep. think there's there's that as well. This is a double edged sword. Of course, it's not that it's not that I had come from nothing to then be able to to go and sing and then really in a short amount of time get good enough to sing under this manager's approval. It was already in my skill set. It was already on my radar. I'm already a musician. I've been around multiple singers, yeah, and have some understanding. Mm-hmm. So there was that. So I would say as well, just kind of keep the scope of what it is you're doing, and like be honest about what what your weaknesses are, what you're not good at, as well as what you are good at. Yes, of course. I mean, again, that comes under control, doesn't it? I mean, if you're able to control that to the point where, I mean, I also read something like if someone gives you a criticism, it's it's their opinion. But of course, you can be honest with yourself and having that strength just to be honest and just go, okay, is does this really matter? You know, like someone could say to me, mm. I remember, I'm, I'm like you said, um, on the subject of football. I am awful at football. I'm awful. I'm all even awful <laughs> playing the games. I played a, I played a um, Pez tournament. Uh, on one of the ships I worked on and I think I lost every single game to the point I scored my own goal a few times like I'm just absolutely terrible now anyone can come along and say Dan you absolutely suck at football why would you do that now in my own control it doesn't bother me in the slightest because I have no ambition of being a footballer um uh, I'm not even into football really but again if it's it's all about like you said it's all about what's in your skill set what you have your own plan for and I think it does start with that of course before any of this conflict comes into play it's what do you want in your own life and you know there, there is going there are going to be things that you just will not be 
amazing at even if you try like I know I will never be good at playing pool because I, I always seem to I've been playing it for 10 years and I could probably you know I could probably take lessons and get better at it but it's not really in my desire to do that and right. plus there'll be things you know that you will just not be able to be as good at as like some top players you know we all have our own little separate um, tendencies as to what we might be good at and what not so that yeah it is an important point to take that into account so we, we, having said that uh, Dave in conclusion of today's podcast um, say there was someone right now out there listening to this who you know had a sense of you know what is the point life is meaningless it's, it is this accident and there's no point in doing anything and doesn't really have and, and is not able to handle conflict that well which is absolutely fine it's a normal thing you know, it is mm-hmm. difficult. What would you say to them? What would you say to, let's say, yourself or someone in your position on how to build? How would you How would you kind of instruct someone to start building that from, from ground zero? Oh, well, firstly, I would never have the audacity to tell someone <laughs> how, to, <laughs> how to do something. I think I think that's the that's the other tricky thing as well. Um, as much as I would love to, the the, the only thing I would say. And and maybe I think this is maybe come naturally to me more than other people, perhaps. Um, okay. Is just be honest. Uh, that sounds so dumb. With with what you enjoy and what you don't. So like like for example, like I, we love in this country going to the pub. It seems collectively we love going to the pub, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I do not love it. I just don't. I just do not. I do not enjoy it that much. So I just don't go that much. Yeah, understandable. And 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 I had to kind of get over this this FOMO about it, right? Yeah. But then I really deconstructed what that meant. It's like the 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 all the the values in the missing out were kind of superficial, which then would then okay. But what do I value then? Yeah. And and what I find is that nights where it's me and a few close friends tend to be better for me than just going out to a pub with a bunch of strangers. But that's just me, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So it would be, so that's me just being honest with myself. Um, Like, so like drinking gets me really emotional. I don't mean when I'm drunk. I mean, like, even if I have one or two or if I'm hungover the next day, I feel horrendous. It's like I have to start a rhythm again. Oh yeah, yeah. It hits a big reset button, and I have to go. Okay, I have to work again to get back to where I was, where I had a rhythm, and I was doing things, and I was productive, and I enjoyed it. Right. Mm-hmm. And it took it, and it t- can take a while, but then you, you find it again. But then, and I constantly do. I'm in this battle at the moment where it's like, I want to go out and do this. I think, and then there's another side of me going, you know how you feel after you've done it, but I'll still go out and do it anyway. So right. it's, but then more and more, I'm starting to do it less, which in my, in my, which is a good thing. It's not a goal of, okay, I'm never going to go to the pub again, but it's a positive trend of, I tend to make more decisions that influence me positively. So that's what, that would be the kind of takeaway. Excellent from point. It. Yeah. It's just mm. skillful means to yourself. And yeah, like you said, it starts with honesty. You know, there's, there's a lot of people who, 
um, including myself. You know, I was never really honest with what I wanted. I was trying to do what was expected of me in the past rather than what I actually wanted. And you almost forget about what you want. And then as soon as you're really having a bad time and realize you don't enjoy anything, you realize you haven't been that honesty. So that is an mm. excellent point. It is just that honesty and then building around that. Well, Dave, thank you very, very much for being on the show. Some very, very insightful things to take away from today. And it's just remembering it's about self-honesty. It's, you know, really gaining control and responsibility of your own problems and dealing with them in the best way you can. And it is an ongoing thing. You know, there's never going to be complete. So, Dave, I thank you very much for sharing. it, It never ends. It never ends. Your problems will change, but hopefully you will have better problems as opposed to worse problems as a result. And And a symptom of these good decisions, frequently making good decisions that are good for you and what you want, Mm -hmm. a symptom of that is happiness. Yeah, that's that is a that's perfect takeaway from this. It is happiness being a symptom of um of doing that and that's a perfect concluding point I think and I think that is one of the main points of you know self-care self-help and you know avoiding the taboo of self-help as just being a quick fix it's more about building those habits where the symptom becomes happiness and well-being and it, it takes a while it does it takes a while it takes a long time and it never ends yeah that's ex- the other thing exactly but end. I mean I'm gonna I'm gonna use the cliche quote a thousand miles begins with a single step because it does you know it is taking it moment by moment mm-hmm. day by day uh, in that one so again thank you for everyone for listening um for today's podcast and again thank you very much for dave for being on the show and um not a problem it's been an absolute pleasure it has been indeed <laughs> been so <laughs> so tune in uh, tune in for next time for episode four and in the meantime take care of yourselves and uh, thank you for listening bye-bye thank you for tuning in please visit the website theselfhelpplace.com for more information